0: Hello, and welcome to the 84 million podcast. Um, Today's a special day in the Litecoin uh, ecosystem. Uh, We're celebrating our third halving, which I'd uh, like to discuss today with uh, our guest, who uh, we can see is Shan. Um, Let me do a quick introduction here for Shan. I hope it does justice. Uh, What do we say about him? He's a juggernaut of Litecoin Twitter, now called X, publishing under uh, Master BTC LTC. He's an author, public speaker, 2022 Litecoin Summit panelist. I'm going to call him an inventor because he, he created the crypto keys. He's a data scientist, a retired engineer who, uh, quote, works full-time on Litecoin. Um, I'd say as a volunteer uh, to a degree. Uh, Shan also publishes the indispensable look into litecoin.com, a publication I read regularly and $84 million highly recommends. He's also responsible for a number of Litecoin trading models which i hope to discuss later in the show so shan welcome to the show and what did i miss
1: man that was better than i could have done i appreciate it kyle thank you, <laughs> no,
0: you. No uh, what i will
1: say though is that, what, what i will say though is this that it's finally exciting to see we have a first podcast for litecoin
0: indeed uh, we've had spaces Great. for a while from grant and uh I know uh, you and I were in conversations about this, so it's nice to have you seated uh, here uh, in the room um, as we'd kind of had some discussions privately about about starting something like this. Now, granted, you're not affiliated with 84 million, but you're very-
2: not, <laughs> Not yet,
0: but I consider you an advisor of sorts or just a very important sure. encouragement in the space. You're, you're activating lots of people in lots right. of areas of the Internet. So um, I've enjoyed our relationship. I consider you a friend, even though we've never formally met. And, uh, you know, we'll get into your personality. I think you're, you're a strong one uh, in the space. So uh, either way, let's, um, let's go into the having. We'll just jump right into it. So uh, for those who may not be familiar with uh, the Litecoin halving, um, it happened today, per this recording, it's August 2nd. Um, it happened on the Litecoin network. It's Litecoin's third halving. Halvings happen roughly every four years or after every 840,000 blocks are mined. It happened around 1016 this morning, Texas or Central Time uh, oh, at really? block 252 it's a program deflationary monetary event where block rewards for miners are halved, hence the name halving. The first block reward took rewards from 50 to 25. The second from 25 to 12.5, where we were as of this morning, and uh, the third reduction now has taken uh, rewards down to 6.25 per block. Halvings occur or will occur in perpetuity until all 84 million coins are mine. I want to see at 2142, something like this in the future. That's correct. I yep. think this is a reasonable and simple way to view it. Tell me more about the halving.
1: Yeah. So the the third halving was today. Um, and so the importance of the halving for Bitcoin and Litecoin, they both have the same halving schedule. And what's great about those two networks in particular, they both... Um, have like a deflationary schedule, right? So every four years, the amount of uh, Litecoin or Bitcoin, both of those networks have the same, is reduced uh, in half. It's actually pretty significant um, every four years. But the nice thing is over those four years, there's time for the network to adopt, uh, to reach adoption, uh, to start to see more uh, transactions on the network. And eventually you're going to have to see a, a fee market take over. And you're kind of already seeing that take place and, and, and realize this is going to take a while, right? Uh, we're still pretty early. There's going to be lots of halvings until 2142. Um, but the, the kind of the, the great thing about Litecoin's halvings uh, versus Bitcoin is that with Litecoin, it's merged mine with Dogecoin. We'll get into that a little bit later, mm-hmm. but there's some benefits, um, particularly today. Litecoin's block rewards were like 30% of minor um revenue uh the, the the remaining portion was dogecoin okay mm-hmm. so dogecoin is actually helping uh fund the security of both those networks
0: dogecoin once upon a time did have havings and they were pretty rapid
1: They were. They were that, yeah, that they helped were...
0: almost destroy them and then they merged yeah. with litecoin so tell me about the relationship of of litecoin and dogecoin are they both having or is just litecoin having
1: yeah, that's a good point. So you got to realize that all these networks are kind of an experimentation, um, and so Bitcoin started with the four-year halvings and Litecoin followed suit with the same having schedule every four years, just offset by like 30 months, I think, uh, is what it is. Uh, actually, probably yeah, I think it's about 30 months because uh, Bitcoin's having is next May. So Dogecoin is a fork of Litecoin, a fork of Lucky Coin, which is a fork of Litecoin. Um, but it's having schedule was tweaked a little bit. So it was a little bit faster. I think it only took like a year or two for Dogecoin, uh, the block rewards to be completely gone, right? So they used them yeah. all. To use them all, yeah. Wow. And so it, at that point, the me- mechanism for miners to mine that network would have been fees. And we all know we were you're super early 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these networks just weren't being used as much. And at that point, miners just weren't gonna mine it. And so you could see, um, if, you, if you understand blockchains, it's really important to be dominant in the blockchain. And you wanna make sure that you have um, like dominance. If you have less than like 51% um, of the hash rate, you could get attacked. Mm-hmm. And so Dogecoin was, they were facing that. And the really cool story about it uh, was that Charlie Lee, of course, he uh, kind of proposed to the Dogecoin community, "Hey, why don't you guys consider something called merge mining?" And I think actually Satoshi or even Hal Finney uh, proposed merge mining early on. Uh, and Namecoin, Namecoin, I think, Namecoin. was one of the first, hmm. the first merged mine coins with Bitcoin. Um, and so you could you could argue, or you could just say that Litecoin saved Dogecoin. And I think we're still going to like learn the benefits of that, uh, and we'll talk more about it in, in, in a little bit later. But um, I think it's one reason why Elon loves Dogecoin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting, yeah. Do- Doge is uh, thinking about the relationship that that if you're a script miner or s script miner, you have yeah, the option s- you have yeah. the the, mo- the option to mine both. Um, I don't think you need to. Like, I imagine if you just don't set up. Part of the, you know, if you set it up for Litecoin, but don't do your due diligence, set up a, a, a wallet or something for Doge, you probably can forsake the mining rewards. But you can mine both. I'm not a miner. I believe you have done some mining. Um,
1: I have, it, but it looks like looking at the script dominance, I think it's kind of all kind of an estimate. But if you look at Dogecoin and based on the difficulty adjustments, you can infer that it looks like the majority of people are mining both at the same time.
0: Which is like, excellent.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you'd want to because they're both uh, they're both top ten networks. Like you're, <laughs> if you, you throw away, if you were just mining, but uh, but I do know that uh, miners, uh, some miners at least right now, they are selling their Dogecoin uh, initially and converting it over to Litecoin, and they're holding the Litecoin,
0: which is terrific, um, very yeah. good.
1: Well, times that can change.
0: Exactly, market conditions. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing is while the reward halved today on Litecoin, it did not have on Dogecoin. So you're earning right. less Litecoin due to its yeah. deflationary schedule, yet your your uh, Doge rewards are fixed, which is pretty nice. Yeah. And those will continue beyond the last halving. But uh, yeah. we'll, we'll pivot uh, from that to the next, to, we'll, we'll move forward off of that, but we may return to it. Um, so to- seeing that this is a programmed event, uh, what does this tell us about the monetary policy of Litecoin as a network? What it values, yeah. why it exists, the difference between the predominant systems of the world?
1: Yeah, the the amazing thing about this, you can just kind of break it down. It's just software, right? <laughs> you know, people want to like say this is some like, make it bigger than it really is. I mean, it, it is pretty big, but it's just soft, software ultimately. And, you know, Bitcoin software, Litecoin is software. But the cool part is that it's decentralized. And all the people that are running these networks, running the software, uh, it all communicates essentially through the blockchain and the blockchain is a a encrypted, secure method of recording data. Uh, And that's kind of what Satoshi invented uh, was the computer science breakthrough, the Byzantine generals problem. Uh, And so all those computers are able to, uh, no one can cheat the system and everyone, it's all fair. Uh, and so it's just software, decentralized software. And what, and what that shows is that this was created, uh, Bitcoin in 2009, and then Litecoin in 2011. What it shows is that once that code was orig- originally released, it's set in stone for the most part, right? Sure, you could hard fork it, but that original fork, uh, that original source uh, is dominant okay and the people in the, the two chains that are dominant for sha 256 which is bitcoin and then you have one for with litecoin with script and dogecoin those are dominant like i said it's all an experiment those are the so you're looking at which experiments are winning uh it's bitcoin and it's it's litecoin and dogecoin because they're dominant in their their networks uh they mining uh hash algorithms right that's really important um and so what's What's great about the monetary policy is that once that code was set, we can, you can audit, you can see it, and we just know that it, it's uh, it's true, it's correct, because it just happened today. Uh, and we all knew it was gonna happen. We had uh, four different websites, all trying to predict the exact time. Uh, I think it happened a little bit earlier. And the reason it happened a little bit earlier was probably because there was a, you an know, increase in hash rate and the difficulty adjustment for Litecoin is every three and a half days. And I think that happened like an hour or two after but having just by coincidence. Uh, so you could kind of run it, you can speed up the blocks a little bit if you started mining pretty quickly. Uh, and there was probably some incentives for some miners to get that block. Uh, that's, that's a special block. There's only gonna be so many of those blocks, um, ever created. Uh, so it's kind of like a, a race to get that block.
0: Yeah. And it was full. Was it full? The gold block uh, I was watching I on Litecoin Space. At least it, 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 it appeared card. visually on their platform as full, but it may not have been full. It was just gold. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. It, <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Was, uh, it was a nice presentation.
1: I didn't know it was going to happen, so we were we were watching that. Uh, Charlie Lee was live, and I was watching that, uh, and it turned gold. The that that block where the having went to six point two five. Actually, I actually snuck in an inscription in that block,
0: <laughs> which is that's pretty amazing. Yes.
1: So I jumped on the light verse and just uploaded a quick snapshot and got, and it actually got into that blog. It was kind of cool.
0: That is cool. That's very cool. It's an artifact and a piece of history. That's, that's very cool. Uh, In terms of the having, why should people care about it? Why do you care about it? We might be, go ahead.
1: What's, what's great about the, the halving, um, it's, it's showing the, the Litecoin and like Bitcoin, they both have a halving schedule. They're both deflationary and they're moving towards uh, a total finite amount. And why does that matter? Um, it, it's in contrast. It's almost like a different economic model than like um, traditional finance where, or money printing fiat system where it's designed to have like be inflationary, right? Um, so it's like the antithesis of that. Um, it's like a gold or a silver, but realize, oh, the other cool part is that, uh, gold's inflation is like right around, I think 2%, right? Maybe a little bit under, mm-hmm. um, Litecoin's inflation rate, you can call it a deflation rate or inflation rate, whatever. Uh, it is now 1.8%. So less
0: right? than, yeah.
1: Yeah. Less than, and that's, just, it's actually equal to Bitcoins, uh, right now. And it'll be equal to Bitcoin until May of next year. Right until, until Bitcoin goes to like, you know, 0.9. And and so it means that there's some scarcity to it um, and that it's finite. And, and that's pretty, that's a pretty special characteristic um, for anything. And typically things that have value are typically uh, like hard to, hard to obtain. Um, They're scarce, limited, you know, they need to have some demand though, obviously, Um, And so that's one of the reasons why I like, you know, these assets, Uh, even Dogecoin. It is inflationary, um, but it's but inflationary to its own. It's better than the dollar is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And even Elon said that. Uh, So it's inflation rates like three point nine percent. And then it's going to go down in the next 30 years. Like it'll be down around one percent. Right. So at that point, it's kind of still insignificant. It's less than gold.
0: Yeah, I think it'll become very insignificant as the overall pool expands dramatically and we're still on a yeah. fixed in- issuance, which yeah. I think on a cursory view a few years ago, because, you know, we all knew about Dogecoin. I mean, we still care about but it, but the story, I don't know if the story's changed. The perception's changed a lot the past few years, and I think for good reason. But, um, you know, initially I didn't like it that it wasn't capped, but I didn't realize that, yeah, it all, it's still rule-based, even though it's not capped. And yep. um, it's still non-arbitrary, even though it's not capped. And again, if you have, a, 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 you know, the issuance fixed over time, it, the effect on the total supply is going to diminish. So, yeah, right. I think Doge is very interesting. And I think it's, uh, uh, how, how did Charlie say? It's the uh, the, the, the dog guarding the house. <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I like that we can use that analogy. Um, so is it the halvening or the having? It's the having. Because <laughs> people have said the having over the years.
1: Yeah, it, That's actually it, one of the uh, older
0: ones. Nobody really says having anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's people that still say that. I always say the having. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple you know, websites that say that also. Um, but it's the same with like S-Script. Like mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be pronounced S-Script, but scripts is so much easier. It rolls off the tongue. It is. Uh, but we did get clarification from the... Actually, there. Were, so it's a private individual who created the hashing algorithm. For Litecoin, which is pretty cool, uh, his name is uh, Colin Percival. Okay, and uh, so that's it's a little bit different than Bitcoin because Bitcoin shock two fifty six was invented by the NSA.
0: Hmm. Tell us more. We can take know. we can take some space uh, on this. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know a lot about the distinctions of the al- algorithms. I just know yeah. Litecoin is king of script with Doge, yeah, and then We're talking Bitcoin.
1: About from what I know, at least. So the so SHA two fifty six is the hashing algorithm for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there's other networks that share that because they're they've been a direct hard fork of Bitcoin. Bitcoin uh, they still use that etc.
0: All the Bitcoin barriers. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I've been thinking about those those other networks that have minority, and and you have to realize that we're moving towards we will be moving towards a fee uh, based security, and. As the rewards reduce on Bitcoin Cash, for example, uh, the same as Bitcoin, over time, like what's the incentive for a miner to mine those networks? Mm-hmm. There has to be fees. And and the fee structure for Bitcoin Cash has always been like, you know, really low fees, like a Litecoin, or really low fees. Um, but at some point, that may not be, sus- even today, it's probably not sustainable, but it's going to get potentially worse in the future when it's all fee based. Uh, miners will have really no incentive to move over towards Bitcoin cash. Um, And the cool part about that with with Dogecoin and Litecoin uh, is that miners, let's say miners didn't want to mine Litecoin, which I don't think they're going, I mean, I don't think they would ever do that, but let's say they didn't want to. um, They would just mine Dogecoin, but if you're going to mine Dogecoin, you might as well mine Litecoin. So Mm -hmm. you're going to get that security both ways. Likewise, if no one's really using Dogecoin for a lot of years, it was like, People were using that network less. Mm-hmm. Litecoin kind of carried the water for Dogecoin, right? Uh, so you kind of get this mutual benefit benefit of both of those. Um, and, and then back back to the actual S script versus SHA two fifty six. So with S script, uh, it was invented by Colin Percival. Uh, you can look all this up, and it's a little bit different um, algorithm that re- it's more like a memory intensive algorithm. I was say that,
0: yeah. I don't
1: know what what that means to, I don't know what causes that, but the way uh, the hashing of that uh, particular algorithm, it's more memory intensive. Okay. Now what, and how does that, uh, how does that affect mining equipment? So, so a lot of people don't know that Bitcoin uses a different miner, like a physically different mining device compared to a Litecoin and Dogecoin miner, like they're separate, they're mm-hmm. different. So if you walked into a data center or a mining center you would see Bitcoin miners and you would see Litecoin miners,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're not going to see one miner doing both. They're not switching in between two networks.
0: Which is and important engineer, because initially Litecoin used the alternate algorithm so that it would always be impossible forevermore to ever attack the other chain.
1: Correct. Again,
0: hand in hand, you know, handshaking, walking together, not competing, as we say.
1: Exactly. And as an engineer, that's really important um it's very important and actually if you support bitcoin you should support litecoin because they're, they're both it's both versions of bitcoin mm-hmm. right they're both it's an open source project they're both dominant um in their hashing algorithms and you want redundancy and in our financial system it would be absolutely ridiculous to run on one like a bitcoin standard sure maybe like a bitcoin like standard or nakamoto standard mm-hmm. but but making claims that it's Bitcoin only and being a Bitcoin maximalism is ridiculous. I would agree. When you have a network <laughs> like Litecoin, yeah. And, and we could even, and we probably will go down that, but we can argue that Litecoin actually is maybe a better version of Bitcoin in some ways, uh, particularly because of the block times, uh, the, maybe the hashing algorithm, uh, and also the merge mining with Dogecoin. Uh, those could be some potential benefits um, of how Litecoin is a better Bitcoin.
0: Not to mention MWeb.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about MWeb. Um, I found something out kind of interesting. Um, Indigo mm-hmm. uh, was like, hey, have you thought of this? <laughs> and, the, the, and I'll kind of go down a little bit of rabbit hole here. Please do. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so Mimblewimble, the paper was anonymously created
0: indeed. Yes. Uh,
1: the Bitcoin white paper was anonymously created. They both appeared. They, uh, the Bitcoin white paper obviously was a, a bigger breakthrough than nimble wimble. Mm -hmm. Um, but nonetheless, it was also anonymous. Okay. And I don't know if it's the same person, but it could be, uh, in the, in the mimble wimble, the, the name mimble wimble comes from, uh, what, Harry Potter. Harry
0: Potter. Tongue tying curse. Yes,
1: it's a tongue tying curse, and the author, the anonymous name, uh, was Tom Elvis Judicer. Interesting. Yeah, and and that is the name of the. And I don't, I don't watch. I don't didn't read the books or watch the movies. Um, but it's the like the it's like a, one of the bad characters who casts a spell. That's his name. In in that name, in the French version of the of his name. It, it says like i am moldor or something like that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's some fun stuff with that anyways in one of the movies the, uh, that character fights um the other like wizard and in his name is um percival mm-hmm. it's percival something and percival and you have percival is script s script calling percival and you have percival from it, so like it's just kind of fascinating. Is it possible that maybe that person anonymously created that um, technology? And then kind of drop, dropped a subtle hint, like maybe this is meant to be on Litecoin
2: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: maybe eventually Bitcoin down the road, but you have the... you have the So Litecoin implemented Mimblewimble, uh, which has script, and then you, you kind of have the both Percival's. And I made a cool meme about it. I put it online, I don't know if anybody really gets it, but it's just fun to think about, right? It's, it's interesting
0: just, lore and uh yeah, enough cool. questions to keep you wondering but also uh, it seems like some things have aligned intelligently with <laughs> these descriptors sure. and associations
1: yeah because yeah, percival is isn't is, is a unique uh like name right
0: mm-hmm. not a common yeah. one right
1: yeah well yeah
0: so what are we saying satoshi is percival uh
1: no no um no i just potentially that maybe the anonymous person was thinking of Litecoin um, script.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And-
0: well, I know that there's been allegations, uh, you know, regarding uh, Satoshi abandoning Bitcoin, as we say, uh, and he sits on his pile. You know, nobody knows where he is. He went on to move on to other things, and then, of course, yep. we have uh, Satoshi Lite, who is uh, visible and in, in the public sphere. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh you know you've made comments that it might be the same person are you serious are you just having fun maybe both is what is this experiment that satoshi
1: satoshi light
0: might have been satoshi
1: it it, you know it's it's definitely possible um but talking with charlie about it um you know if if charlie was satoshi i think he would just have already announced it Mm -hmm. and you know and, and one of the reasons i think he probably already would have is because of craig wright right so craig wright uh if, if you don't know he's uh he's like an he's a he's a person who's claimed to be satoshi okay and he's like done these frivolous lawsuits and he's lost every single one um he, he just doesn't seem like a very good human being um if charlie was satoshi he he would sign the genesis block and he would say I'm, I'm satoshi craig wright isn't that's what he would do mm-hmm. and so in knowing charlie that's that's what he would do the other thing is is like if, if it was charlie why, why would he he would just take the money and go sit on an island right mm-hmm. what if satoshi
0: up, moves what, what happens yeah. to that uh, volume of bitcoin when it moves will it move
1: i think it needs to move um in in The cool thing about what Charlie's done with Litecoin is he showed that Litecoin is money Mm -hmm. and you should be able to uh, use it as money, however you feel, uh, as a store of value or a unit of account or a medium of exchange. And that's what he did. Um, And he's also, by him selling his stash, he's also greatly decentralized Litecoin because, for example, like you're here, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You're the voice of Litecoin i'm a voice of litecoin there are several people that are voices of litecoin and that community has been stronger because he kind of set back yeah he's not like a metallic right yeah Where no, everyone not,
0: not at all looks
1: to provide these answers for ethereum um you know uh you know he's he still works on litecoin he still helps develop litecoin uh he, you know he, he he provides a lot of um wisdom when it comes to not only just Litecoin, but Bitcoin and other proof of work networks. Right. So uh, he's like a respected uh, figure in the space. And, you know, as somebody who should be uh, highly thought of in my mind. And to me. he is. Yeah,
0: I agree. And um, yeah, we're, we're grateful to have him. And, and it's interesting that we can actually, you know, follow him on Twitter. I think we take it for granted, you know, again, he's one personality, but, he, he, you know, he he knew how to code or mine the Genesis block, like yep. Satoshi. Uh,
1: well, he, he had to figure it out. He said he was typical. Right.
0: Satoshi yeah. knew how to do it because he did it with Bitcoin and Satoshi Light knew how to do it somehow. And he did it. So, uh, well, I mean,
1: as a smart individual, I mean, he went to uh, MIT, he worked at Google, right? I mean, he had some early companies that he'd worked at, probably did some cool things there. Uh, I mean, he's definitely a special gifted individual. Uh, and, and, you know, the biggest characteristic about him is that he's a very good, like quiet, humble leader. Mm-hmm, very much. And so, you know, and, and some of those, uh, characteristics obviously have led us to follow those, um, you know, find those same qualities, you know, we're not perfect. A lot of us still have a lot of egos, uh, but he doesn't have that. And, He's like a normal person right like he's like you and i obviously we're all everybody's for the most part pretty normal uh he's very approachable uh and whatnot but um so i think that's it's really important for people to pay attention to that and a lot of people you know they might say like oh he sold his stash and he walked away from the project even if he did do that it still wouldn't matter but
0: he it wouldn't
2: he I would sold, agree. The
1: project, sold the stash made it more decentralized um and then and he benefited off of that which is great and then um
0: and the network and, survived despite it i mean it didn't yeah didn't harm yeah and the,
1: <laughs> and the cool part about it i mean is that the people who really under, use the network like the, the network is surviving on its own yes. right so if it, it's it's not relying on one individual um, it, and it, the network is relying on individuals and it has to be useful, right? So you're seeing Litecoin conti- continually being adopted, right? So, I mean, like it was the years ago, PayPal just added it. Um, and then most recently, like BitPay, uh, it actually surpassed Bitcoin. I wanted in number to bring of transactions, that up, yes. Right? Yes. Um, and so you're just seeing network adoption on its own. Um, you know, one of the things that has been kind of like a little bit slower Um, but maybe it's actually a good thing is that price has not followed value, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And, you know, if you're still accumulating, you're still transitioning from, you know, maybe a fiat or a little bit of savings into these, you know, these assets, investing into these assets, it's actually probably beneficial that you could do that Uh, because, you know, if the price is ripped up to like a thousand or two or even higher, Mm -hmm. like a 30,000 like Bitcoin, uh, your, your share... Your share of the your share of the network will be a lot lower if it did that, and then it won't get into the hands of like more people, right? So more people like can afford this percentage of the network, um, which is like like so. Let's compare it to this. So MicroStrategy, I, I did I made a graphic yesterday on this, and I actually I was kind of shocked. So MicroStrategy owns 4.6 billion dollars of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm litecoin's market cap is 6.8 billion so it's like 70 percent. so yeah <laughs> so, if, so it, you know it, it just goes to show that how much smaller litecoin's market cap and yes. if you were to compare like the benefits of the two networks you know they're they're on par
0: in fact uh, litecoin handled ordinals a lot better than bitcoin did
1: yeah, but, but there are some benefits of, ha- of ordinals on, on Bitcoin because, you know, the block size is a little bit smaller. The, the, you, you might see maybe more high-quality projects on
2: Bitcoin. Um,
1: on Bitcoin because of that, right? It's got like the, what would you call that? Like um, this, like the up, upper scale or high price, mm-hmm. you know, luxury, maybe a luxury uh, chain right now. Uh, Litecoin is more like uh, duty; it's more uh, utility. But th- but here's the thing: Litecoin can be all that luxury in the future, right? It, it possibly could be.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about BitPay, and that as a money, Litecoin has realized that it is the cryptocurrency for payments. I recently reached out to E, who wrote the book, trying to get him to talk about it. But he's a little bit busy uh, as of late, and some transitioning in his own personal life. But yeah. um, I hope to have him talk about the book because it's five years old this year. It's dated, but it, I, I told him the same thing. It's very much a staple. Litecoin, the cryptocurrency for payments, is by e currency holder, and yeah. um, it's it's been realized. You know, we now actually have seen that the market through the largest digital payments processor has said litecoin is number one bitcoin is now in that regard number two and again i'm not here to diminish bitcoin i'm a bitcoiner but i'm not a maximal maximalist (laughs) and that's where my frustration rises in saying it's a bitcoin only world on it it's like no no um but yeah yeah and and it will change in time because i think i had some uh, kind of a little bit of Tweeting lately regarding a, another tweet in the community, and there was a little bit of a pushback against it saying that you know, Bitcoin is for everyone because, again, I get it, it's divisible to the eighth decimal point. Theoretically, yes, everyone can have a piece of Bitcoin, but to operate on chain with transaction limitations, it's not going to happen. Um, it's just not going to happen so. Uh, Bitcoin is a part of the world but I don't see it independently running the world at least on chain. I mean if you have multiple right. top layers but then you're abandoning the sole purpose of being yeah. on a, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, right? So, I well, I,
1: and that's a good point. <clears throat> and and sure you could you, we could all go Bitcoin only. Yeah, we could and we could all layer on top of it. But when you already have a network that's dominant, redundant and and so well designed as Litecoin, why wouldn't you just use that, right? Um, and so you would, and people love uh, choice. They love competition, um, and and people love value, right? So there's a lot of value in Litecoin. Sure, if Litecoin's price like rips and gets maybe overvalued, uh, maybe you would look at other chains as like a. And, I'll, and the reason I say that is because I'm 100% invested in Litecoin, right? I've owned I've owned Ethereum, I've owned Bitcoin, I've owned other assets, mm-hmm. I've owned Dogecoin. Um, but I, I, I mainly invest as a value investor, uh, finding assets that are extremely undervalued, that have huge upside. Uh, and for me, that's Litecoin. Um, and so to say that to say that it's Bitcoin only is is um, and even if you understand blockchains, which most people don't really think about that stuff. But <clears throat> I put together uh, a graphic showing Litecoin in the middle, you have Dogecoin and Bitcoin and the through so the reason why Litecoin's fees are so low is because it has more throughput okay it's just really that simple bitcoin could have that too um but then you might start competing with other networks uh so it's it's all an open experiment and Litecoin's throughput is around let's just say it's around 20 megabytes uh, every 10 minutes bitcoin's uh, at 4 megabytes every 10 minutes and Dogecoin is 10 megabytes hmm. for 10 minutes, okay? And so so some people are like, oh, Dogecoin has the lowest fees, the lowest throughput. That's not true. Today, it does not. Uh, Litecoin does. Uh, and, then, and then the other thing about it is that when you start comparing, um, like when you start comparing like Bitcoin and Litecoin and Dogecoin, those three together, those three chains also have different features uh, that have been added uh, over time. And we can first start with like Segwit. So Segwit was a block size increase. Litecoin added it first, then Bitcoin. Uh, so it's a scaling uh, block size increase. Uh, so Bitcoin and Litecoin both have that. Dogecoin does not have that, right? And, and it still has the 10 megabytes uh, for 10 minutes because it's one megabyte for every minute and the blockchains are one minute for Dogecoin. Um, and then you you start looking at like so SegWit enabled Lightning network which Litecoin uh, initially tested first and has had like uh, Litecoin Lightning network,
2: Correct. but it's
1: not really needed right now. Uh, so Bitcoin it, it's needed on Bitcoin, and 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 then you have mWeb which only Litecoin has, uh, and that also is a block size increase. Uh, it also has pretty cool scaling features. Through cut through, um, and coin joins essentially, uh, GhostCoin doesn't have that. So you kind of if you're if you were just like step back from price or what market cap, whatever, and you looked at the engineering fundamentals of those three chains, um, Litecoin has the, the best tech. Yeah, it just yeah. right. Um, so one of the things about blockchains though is like, well, can you just increase the throughput? uh why don't you just tack 10 exit then you then you start there's the blockchain uh dilemma right so what happens is you got to stay still somewhat decentralized because the decentralization is critical in ensuring the code doesn't change um like easily right it's going to take like many people to change a code or hard fork or whatever right to Mm -hmm. get consensus um and so Litecoins done a really good job of balancing that block size to the usage, and what I mean by that, you can actually go look because the total block size of Litecoin is 120 gigabytes to download on your your computer. Yeah, yep. Bitcoin's like I think almost 500. Yeah, actually, it's probably has 500 today. Uh, and Dogecoin's at like 74, 75. Um, and so you could see, Litecoin could 4x. Um, in the amount of data on chain and still be under Bitcoin, right? Uh, and so those are some of the things that you, you have to just pay attention to. And I think that Litecoin, the community, the development has, has done a really good job of paying attention to that. And of course, the block size can increase over time uh, because, you know, hardware, hard drives, the storage increases, right? Yeah. I mean, we know that. We grew up, we've seen this stuff, like yeah. just get crazy. Um, I think my first computer was like under five megabytes or something stupid. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just it's now true. we're like five terabytes <laughs> Yeah. or higher.
0: Pardon while I drink my kombucha. I want to talk about price speculation. You're very forward in terms of publishing charts where you see things going or potentials, right? Nobody yeah. knows the future. It would be an impossibility right. and I wouldn't believe you if you claimed it. However, yeah. you can use um, certain intelligences that you have to predict things and model things out and everything else. Um, some people really, really rail on talking about price in the Litecoin community and probably other communities. But we're going to talk about Litecoin. Yeah, they rail, they, they hate it. Don't talk about I it. It's, it yeah. it's irrelevant. You know, it's yeah. it's a perpetual disappointment if something that is said doesn't happen. I'm not actually of that opinion because I think you're energizing things with language and, and engagement. And if there is no discussion, nothing ever will happen. There yeah. is no vision. Yes, yeah. you can be wrong and it can be incorrect, but I think there's a role in speculation. And I think there's a role yeah. of the speculator. Um, of course, there's, again, nothing is going to be perfect, um, especially with a decentralized, uh, decentralized network. You can't control it, it's not gameable. Um, so what's your, you're very outspoken about price predictions. You've said your yep. daily reminder, Litecoin is going to 2000, then 30,000. Yep. So, so where are you basing these? I know that was generally from an interpretation of a Charlie Lee tweet, but he tends to be a little right. bit ominous in the way he yeah, yeah, phrases yeah. Uh, things. Right. But tell me about your role in, in, in yeah. kind of fleshing out prices, charts, yep. and, and, and that specific prediction.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll do that. Uh, so let's first start with Bitcoin, right? Um, and so I, you know, I always invested in traditional markets like the apples, the AMDs, Nvidias, or whatever, right? I traded stocks, uh, and then when I got into Bitcoin, what re- one of the things that really opened my mind was seeing the logarithmic chart of Bitcoin, okay? And that was even before right is even before it hit ten like ten thousand. I saw that chart. And it opened my mind uh, to realizing the historical trends of price. Okay, and if you haven't seen the lock, I, so anybody that I ever show about Bitcoin and Litecoin, et cetera, I show them that chart because it's very important. It shows the network adoption, uh, it shows the adoption, the adoption of price uh, of Bitcoin, and so understanding that, then you can start to you can start to see these adoption waves. Okay. Which the adoption waves I'll call cycles Mm -hmm. and the cycles have always been post having like nine months or later. Um, and they're every four years, right? So 13 was the December, November, 13 was the top fast forward, four years, December, 2017 was the top.
0: Oh yes. (laughs)
1: Fast forward four years, November 21 was the top for Bitcoin, right? Fast forward four years, 2025 could be a top, right? There's these cycles and these waves. And so then you start, you start compa- and So TradingView is the tool that I use every day. Uh, you can get a free account or you can pay like a premium. Uh, free account works too. And you can overlay, you can compare Bitcoin versus Litecoin, right? And you start to see if you do like a trading pair called the LTC-BTC pair, where you're comparing like uh, Litecoin priced in Bitcoin terms, Uh, you can kind of see that it was an oscillator, has been an oscillator. I mean, there's there's, there's cycles, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And Dogecoin was a very good oscillator compared to Bitcoin, uh, meaning there's like highs and lows and they happen on some frequency. And then Dogecoin leveled up uh, to a higher level uh, in 21. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we'll talk about how how that happened too a little bit later if we can. Uh, We'll come back to that. But so with, with Litecoin's price, um, it has the same supply distribution as Bitcoin with the four-year halvings, right? Mm-hmm. And if demand is the same or more, um, then price could do very similar things to what Bitcoin's done, okay? And you could do something like BTC4, where you, you know take the market cap of Bitcoin and divide it by four because the supply is around, around four, the difference. Um, and you can overlay that on Litecoin's price, and they're pretty similar, uh, and during the peaks, it kind of, it came up and touched that value. So what, it, what I'm saying is that it's very similar to Bitcoins. Um, but in the last cycle, it didn't reach up quite as high. Uh, and there's some technical analysis that you could, you could say about that because there's a lot of trade. So Litecoin has a lot of traders. Mm-hmm. Are you compared to its market cap? Um, uh, it's heavily traded, right? I mean, people want to trade Litecoin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can see the market in 21, a lot of profit was taken in, in, at around 400, which is the all time high. Uh, it couldn't quite recover. I think there was some, some forced selling due to the bankruptcies of those companies like Celsius and the Voyagers, yeah. the BlockFi. Uh, I think somebody or multiple entities dumped a lot of it and dropped Litecoin down probably way lower than it should have been. And I have charts that can show that. Um, so then I, you gotta realize all I think about is Litecoin. I think about Bitcoin and Dogecoin but I've been modeling these things as an, from an engineering perspective. And I kind of stumbled upon something called, I'm calling the network value model, okay? And it comes so loosely from Metcalf's law, but it's really simple. I'm a simple person. All it does is look at the number of transactions, uh, new addresses, transactional volume of Litecoin compared to Bitcoin, it's just a ratio. So if like 50% of, uh, there's 50% of total addresses versus Bitcoin, you would just take 50% of Bitcoin price. Okay, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Now you take all of those network stats, and then you uh, compare them against Bitcoin. That that fair network fair value is around like two thousand dollars,
2: mm.
1: and we're in a bear market, coming out of a bear market, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's so. What I'm saying is, Litecoin's fair value, in my mind, network value, is around two thousand, and Bitcoin's at thirty thousand. And if you go back to, like, the Bitcoin chart, the waves and whatnot, and if we expect Bitcoin to reach a new all-time high, you know, maybe next year, uh, and, then, and then a bull market in 25, maybe 26, or even earlier, um, that network value for Litecoin would also increase. And I would argue that it would increase even more because Bitcoin is constrained, constrained with the 500,000 transactions per day. Mm-hmm. And that fee will rise, and we've already seen the fees rise on Bitcoin in May due to Ordinals. And Litecoin is a, a perfect substitute for Bitcoin,
2: yes. and so
1: it only makes sense. You've seen it with BitPay. BitPay is a BitPay is a proven example, right? Um, you might you you could potentially see more use of Litecoin uh, because its fees are lower, has more throughput, uh, it's it's faster, mm-hmm. it has a better user experience than Bitcoin. Um, and so I would expect the network value to actually increase uh, even higher. And I have data that shows that early uh, this year, some of those metrics actually surpass Bitcoin, meaning its network value is higher than Bitcoin. And, w- and what would that mean if, and let's say in four or five years, we have to talk about this because in four or five years, what if Litecoin's network value is higher than Bitcoin?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What, what, is that, what, what does that mean? It means this. It means that Litecoin's market cap could be higher than Bitcoin's market cap. And I know people don't want to hear that because, you know, everyone says, oh, my altcoin can b- replace Bitcoin. Right. But what I'm saying, though, is that if there was one network that could do that, it is Litecoin.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think in this bear market, and I talked a little bit with uh, Luke about this. There's tremendous growth right now. And it's like the price is really very stable, which, by the way, stability yeah. is not a bad thing.
2: Good. <laughs> um, it, it, it actually, it's, it's not wildly
0: all swinging growth all growth. over the place, you know, yeah. so it's a very stable coin. Um, however, yeah. I, do, I do believe um, we're going to see a lot higher USD termed Litecoin in the future. I just think it's inevitable. But I'm interested in your opinion. You've done your due diligence. You've built your models. You have things you fleshed out. And I, I'm grateful that you shared these things with us and you said it's on trading view.
1: Yeah. So on trading view, you can, you can actually, I have a community script on there. You can view the, it's called master Litecoin network, network value model. Uh, And I even have one for the LTC BTC pair. Um, Yeah. And I, and I've also modeled other networks too, right? So it's not just Litecoin I've modeled I've modeled Dogecoin. And so back to the Dogecoin thing where, Mm -hmm. We're 21 where the price leveled up to like a a newer, um, like range against Bitcoin, it sucked right up to that network value. Uh, so it means the model has, there's something behind the model. Um, I've modeled it for like Ethereum. I've modeled it for Matic. Uh, you know, the modeling on like an XRP, I've modeled on XRP, the modeling on, uh, like an Algorand, um, like a Solana, the model is, the range is so weird. Uh, It's not a tight, consistent range. What it kind of leads me, I'm not saying, um, I don't know the answer, but but at least I don't trust the model because the range is so like, there's so many transactions on like Solana versus like how much transactional volume there is like in US dollar because the fees are so low, maybe it's spam or whatever, and they have like a voting consensus model. Same with XRP. Like there's very little new addresses, but has kind of like a high transactional volume. So, you know, the model, but what what I'm trying to get at though is like the model for like a Litecoin, a a Dogecoin, Ethereum, a Matic, the model looks good. Like the data, they kind of all jive, right? Um, And then, so you look at like a Matic, uh, when I look at Matic, I look at Link, network value, they're overpriced,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: And what, what I've been seeing is that price has been going down, right? And so you start looking at the network value of these other models, and all this data has been relatively new. I've only seen this data since November of 21. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 21, November 21. Oh, no, sorry, November 22. We're in 23. So November 22 is when I first stumbled upon this. This inf- I published like an article on looking at Litecoin mm-hmm. around Thanksgiving, shared the data, um, and so I think as more, more individuals, more institutions start actually looking at network data, like a rule, Raul, uh, Paul, he does that, um, with, uh, I can't think of his, uh, real vision, right? Real mm-hmm. vision. He looks at network value models. He hasn't done Litecoin yet, but I think more people are going to start waking up
0: to it. it. Will. Yeah.
1: It's, it's just too obvious not to, um, and then the other thing about so when you start comparing like Litecoin versus Bitcoin and projecting price down the road, um, I will I will say this though that Dogecoin was undervalued from its network value model for I think eight years. Wow. So you know Litecoin's undervalued. It's been really it's been really undervalued uh, since like twenty one. Uh, how long can it stay undervalued? It could be eight years. Yeah. I don't know. Eight but years. but I do know this is that.
0: It's when used it more move. than ever.
1: <laughs> well, that too. But, but what, I'll say this though: when it when it when it does move, Litecoin makes its has made its move in like 80 days, yeah. right? So it, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so forceful with my price predictions is because you could just wake up one day and it's like, oh my gosh, there it go, there it goes,
2: yeah.
1: You know, and and the reason I I kind of wanted to share this with people is because. When I first learned about Bitcoin early on, uh, like in 2011 or 2012, whenever it was, from a coworker, I dismissed it. Oh yes, I was like, "There's no way this. There's no way you can have money on the internet," and uh, and I ignored it. Um, I, you know, and I wish he, I wish he would have like shook me and been like, "Hey man, no, I'm serious. Just just take a little bit of time, read the white paper." Um, try and dispro- just spend two weeks and try and disprove it. Okay. If you can disprove it uh, in two weeks, then fine. Yeah. Um, you know, so I want to, I want to be the friend that's, that's, um, shared it with people.
0: Yeah. We can all say that, uh, you're doing your due diligence and you are indeed sharing, <laughs> sharing with people if they're willing to listen and, uh, and, uh, take a look at what you're saying. I don't think I've seen a more prolific, twitter i'm still using twitter sorry it's glued to my tongue uh we yeah. will find new language for the x app in the future but um you know you you your volume is um very heavy in terms yeah. of content that you published just yeah. on the twitter platform for example not to Correct. mention your models and other things on look into litecoin yeah. um you alluded to this the other day i don't know if we can get anything from you here but i'll invite you to share um, you did a poll saying, you know, what are you interested in hearing me thread about? And one of them was why Litecoin in 2023 may look like Bitcoin in 2015. Do you Correct. want to say a few words about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually hoping to do that today for the having, but I didn't get it finished. Well, today's I kind of
0: the having day. We're doing it, but <laughs> the day's not here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So let, let, you're, you're actually one of my examples. <laughs> Here's why. Um, we'll kind of go through it. So the reason i think that litecoin is around a 2015 bitcoin one is the market cap will be the same mm-hmm. okay pretty simple check that box the next thing you start looking at uh total addresses right so total addresses uh, right around 2015 okay um then you start looking at like uh i don't know if i think tra- I, haven't, I can't remember if transactional volume might be a little bit if, transactional volume might be a little bit higher i think it's probably more like a 2017 um, so it's really pushing its weight. Like, yeah. You know when I, when I say that. Um, there's a couple other metrics. So the network metrics look like a 2015, 2016, uh, just a network. If you were to compare the two um, to compare to Bitcoin, okay. Then you start like looking at companies, uh, looking at podcasts, for example, right? So let's look at podcasts. So there's only two really new Litecoin podcasts. I think you're pretty much the consistent one uh, right now. And then we have Grant over at Litecoin Underground. He kind of does a little bit different. He more holds like a community spaces every week. He's been very consistent with that. Uh, You're more of like a a traditional podcast, which is what I like to see. There in 20, I, I didn't really start listening to podcasts until like maybe like 2018, right? And I'm sure they were out there, but, uh, so, like, what I what I'm trying to say is that, like, I feel like the culture, the community, is still pretty early mm-hmm. um, to like a Bitcoin in 2015, 2016, right? You don't have the books written, right? So I'm writing a book. Um, is it going to be as well written as the Bitcoin standard? Probably not, but uh, you know, I'll try and do my best. But we, we might have we might have a book that comes out that that is um, you know a Litecoin standard or a Litecoin, Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Nakamoto standard. Um, and, and I think w- which would reflect actually what's occurring and not this Bitcoin only stuff that, that they've been pushing for a while, which, is, which isn't the case.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so we don't really have the media. And then you look at companies, right? So companies just started adding Litecoin, some of them like BitPay, for example, uh, and others. And you can maybe argue that um, you're starting to see like some companies thinking about maybe Litecoin only or Litecoin, Dogecoin, Uh, kind of theme you know Um, and so those are the reasons why oh and the other fascinating thing is that uh, if you were to if you were to compare Bitcoin's market cap structure uh, in 2015 it looks very similar to Litecoin's right now
0: yeah yeah
1: and if you were to draw like um, you know, project the same fractal of the same move up to 2017, it gets you to a number that most people can't realize how quickly it can happen and it could happen. Right. And so some of the reason I project that is because I want people to be aware of that this asset can do that. It, it can.
0: I would, really? that. I would agree with you. Um, I think that's a tremendous case. And I do think Litecoin, while it's, you know, over 11 years old, um it's 12 this I'm um, mix up my notes. It's Twelve this October, correct? It'll be the, the 12, which by the way, there was going to be a cruise with the foundation. Charlie will be there. You may be there. Um I yeah. unfortunately will not be in attendance as of this point. Um, but we're celebrating. But anyway, Litecoin in that sense has already come of age, but the community yeah. hasn't. And and where we're going, it's gonna keep building and building and building. And that's exciting. And again, we've we've been Consistent and perpetual despite ups and downs in markets. And again, if we can, you know, just praise the Litecoin network itself, which is where all this is based in, all this talk is around yeah. that, that asset, yeah. that, that ecosystem, it's never been down and right. uh, no other chain, um, can claim that. So that's, that's terrific. Um, I do want to talk about maybe some, I would think you're a proponent of holding Litecoin, the individual or the company, the, the organization, whatever. Holding actual Litecoin rather than derivative yeah. Litecoin or, or pools of. Um, yeah. However, these things do exist. There's LTCN. Yeah, yeah, you you mentioned the other day, which I did look up. The uh, Coinbase uh, LTC Perp. Um, yeah, it's there's some other it, vehicles um, yeah. for Litecoin as well, which are coming to play.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good point. So, like you know, my I'll be a little bit open here. My position mainly is in. Uh, you know native litecoin uh you know i have a self-directed ira i set up that i did i did own bitcoin in it but i traded my bitcoin for litecoin um and so you know if you have like a retirement account or an account where you just have access to like traditional uh equity stocks like that uh, you can get exposure to litecoin in the litecoin grayscale trust that is trading at a discount uh you know if you have, you're gonna have to figure out why it's a discount on your own as an investor Uh, You can go to Grayscale Litecoin Trust, uh, the website, and you can actually see the discount. Uh, When I say discount, what it means by that is they've issued so many stocks, right? Uh, Stocks, and then each stock is essentially backed by some Litecoin that they hold. Okay. So the amount of Litecoin that they hold per share uh, is more than the price of it. (laughs) So there's a discount. I think it's like maybe, I don't know, 30% today or something. I'm not sure you'll have to go look at that um so there's there's exposure for that and then it's similar to the grayscale bitcoin trust the gbtc it does it's the same kind of it's the same product right it just has a different asset and if you haven't heard blackrock submit blackrock fidelity arc bannock etc um valkyrie they all submitted uh bitcoin spot etf approvals to the sec okay and those are going to come due like in September, a month from now, uh, in the next couple. Even I think through April. So it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, of a surprise to see potentially those get approved, especially with BlackRock's um, uh, approval rate, like approval percentage. They've they've gotten like all the ones they've approved out of like 570 of them, right? Maybe like with the exception of one. So the success rate for them is pretty high. Um, so I, I, we should see that we should have already seen that, um, an ETF years ago, but we haven't. So what I'm trying to say though, is that, um, I would fully expect a Litecoin ETF, right? Uh, maybe you'd have to see futures first. I'm not sure. Maybe the market cap needs to be a little bit bigger potentially. Um, but it should come, right? You have an Ethereum, they just applied for Ethereum futures or trusts. I think, uh, ETFs recently, uh, maybe the last couple of days. Um, so you you would expect to see that. And if that does happen, the Litecoin grayscale trust could potentially roll over into an ETF and at that point the the discount would go away like instantly, right? because you're you're able to redeem though, you're able to redeem the share for the Litecoin that's backing it, uh, and the price would be it would be arbitrage and it would equal the fair value like very quickly, right? Um, who, who knows how long that takes? It may take a while. The other thing is there also is a bitwise, bitwise, is a portfolio um uh, that you can invest in and it has like 0.9 percent litecoin okay um some. i believe yeah i believe those are the only two where you can get some exposure to litecoin um but the grayscale one's like 100 percent. and i own like a very small amount of that just because I, i'm pretty much all into uh litecoin um you know natively so
0: i agreed and um i i did Access a tiny portion for disclosure, uh, for disclosure as well. Again, we're educational here; we don't give it financial advice. Um, but it was what attracted me to it is because yeah, I kind of ran the numbers that are published and the representation per share, and it just didn't make sense uh, in terms of the current market valuation. It was, it was. Very asymmetric in my opinion. So I said, Well, let's see what happens. So and we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but yes, Litecoin
2: even today native uh, Litecoin,
0: I would agree, is is what we really are after as the that's the difference, not these funds and alternate forms of you know, trading vehicles. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah. I think the fair value today is around eight dollars and it's trading at five dollars.
0: Yeah, so there you go. There's some disparity there. I want to talk before we land the plane. Um we got a little bit of time yet. Um, but I'm gonna ask some of my <laughs> some of my my uh, directional uh, questions here I want to talk about you personally just kind of some of your personal projects um, and we'll just lead with what brought you into Litecoin you know how was master LTC BTC made
1: yeah yeah that's good yeah so the I was originally anonymous on Twitter um, my handle was like XDI I just I literally just typed. I went anonymous. Um, and the reason I went anonymous was from Jamison Lopp. If you follow Jamison Lopp, he'll make you want to go anonymous. <laughs> so I was anonymous for a while, um, and I was still anonymous. And then I uh, I changed the name because I started learning about like trying to have be like more of an influence on Twitter, mm-hmm. and the and the Twitter handle just was terrible. <laughs>
0: Master BTC LTC.
1: No, 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 no. Before that, it was, oh, no, before that, it was uh, like X-T-D-I-S-N-K-E-F-E. It was just, I literally just typed on my computer. Yeah, random. it's just like
0: an alphanumeric. Yeah, because
1: I, I was making a junk Twitter. Um, <laughs> that was, in, it was December 2017 when I went, when I went anonymous. Yeah. And um, so then later on, I started wanting like, well, I can maybe start growing my account a little bit. Um, so I changed the name to Master uh btc ltc and the name master came from my my whole goal was to master um so andre antinopoulos wrote mastering bitcoin and he wrote mastering ethereum Mm -hmm. so i was like i want to master litecoin (laughs) (laughs) good so the name was master i think it started out mastering btc ltc was like my name and then the twitter handle is at master btc ltc yeah the uh
0: you you didn't uh, have your picture there till maybe a little bit over a year ago and shan wasn't correct. listed so what what yeah. uh what caused you to de-anonymize
1: yeah yeah so uh because i suck at being anonymous uh <laughs> i had a couple people dm me and they're like i know who you are i'm like okay how do you know that and they're like well <laughs> it's pretty easy <laughs> i said yeah okay it's hard to stay anonymous um and so i was like well Whatever. Like, I mean, if people can find me, they can find me.
0: Yeah.
1: And at this point, it's like, you know, I'm not sophisticated enough to try and, um, you know, hide. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and at some point, it's like, well, I started realizing like how, you know, at first it was like, this is more like an investment, like a trade, um, you know, with Bitcoin and Litecoin, maybe like just make a bunch of money and walk away. But, what, you, what you're realizing, though, is that we're actually building the future of money. <laughs> and, and people don't, and people don't, and that's, and that's why I tweet so much about it is because people don't realize the potential impact for society financially, economically, and for a better system for the people on earth, right? Um, if everyone has a fair monetary system that can't be debased really easily, um, it just works really well. Uh, it's kind of like it's not constrained to like a country and
0: it's and also I, more moral
1: yeah exactly it, it totally is because you're not debasing the currency and and what we found is like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer right mm-hmm. so we see this huge wealth gap like you have to be very sophisticated um in this system the current system now to benefit from it right um so you're seeing like the have-nots the people who just live paycheck to paycheck. They don't, they don't invest. They're not saving. They don't own equity in business. Um, they're going to get left behind. Right. And that's because in this system, it's a debt system. So they want you to take on debt. They want you to, um, you know, invest capital. Uh, you know, a lot of like normal day people, they just want to raise a family, go to work, get paid and have fun. You know, they're not, they don't all want to be sophisticated, uh, investors, right. Which is, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm probably in the more sophisticated bucket, obviously, but you know, everybody else, they don't have time for that or they don't, they're not interested in that. Mm-hmm. If you just have like a fair monetary system, like a Bitcoin or a Litecoin, you just, you can just hold your money in that, um, it, for, you know, for now as a store of value, it's like a simple, it's simple, you know, you don't got to like flip a house or, right. or it's just, it's just a pretty simple way to save money potentially. Um, and I think it, I think that people are not looking hard enough at Bitcoin, and like, uh, and maybe we could segue into this because I don't think people are realizing this next presidential election how important it will be because all nearly all these candidates, uh, maybe except Joe Biden, uh, is pro Bitcoin. Yeah, like all of them, every one of them.
0: Which is positive because the current administration is actually I feel a bit chilling uh, in terms of uh, we haven't seen a lot of good come out of this late under the pre and I'm not talking about what how you need to vote. That's not the point of this, but there were folks under the former administration, which were much more friendly to cryptocurrency. Even again, this could be Merck for some other people because they want to be completely independent as a system versus using the standard system. But I'm saying they they had conversation with banks and how do we integrate crypto? How do we custody it? Whether or not that's the ideal, at least there's conversations about how do we uh, we see what exists, how do we incorporate it and not quash it? When lately yeah. it's just been more a bunch of gray and the SEC stuff, and it's yeah. been very ugly and it's chilling, which is why everything I believe is doing kind of that. Sure. So I do think it's very important um, uh, the regulators or the elected officials, um, and what their what is their approach to crypto,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or or or. or Meaning monetary crypto, not even just the whole space. Although freedom would suggest you can have all your other casino tokens, but as a monetary system, a Bitcoin or a Litecoin, you know, what what is their approach to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing that um, regulation uh, starting to come through now. We're seeing like bills, there's the Lummis uh, bill uh, about digital currencies. Um, And then you're also seeing like a stable coin bill, I think kind of getting pushed through. So there's some, there's some bills that are, coming through uh congress right now that are pro are pro this space right i mean they, they all know you can you when you look at like janet Ye- um, yeah janet janet yellen yellen, yellen her name yeah yeah Yellen um secretary of treasury uh she literally talked about satoshi nakamoto in the white paper like she gave a speech on it right um so the government knows they know all this they know all this why because they're thinking about a central bank digital currency because maybe that's like a way to compete with, with these assets or provide a, a different, like I said, it's all an experiment. We don't know, mm-hmm. um, particularly. Right. Um, so they're all trying to think about this, but when you, when you kind of like go back to the candidates, right. On both sides, you have this, um, so like we could look at like, um, uh, Robert, um,
0: Robert, F. Robert Kennedy Kennedy. Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So he's on the, he's a, de- a Democrat. Uh, he kind of popped out of nowhere. Uh, he's a Bitcoiner. Yeah. Uh, on the Democrat side, right? So that's pretty cool. It is. And then uh, you look at the Republicans, and all the Republicans are stacked pro-Bitcoin. I mean, all of them. They, you, know, you got like um, um, Vivek, Rajeshwami. You have like Ron DeSantis. You have, uh, who else is running? Uh, you have Trump. So Trump is Trump has never really said anything good about Bitcoin.
0: Yet but, while he was administrative. Office, yeah. It was a pretty well, good environment, to be fair.
1: Here's the thing, though. Um, what did he launch? He launched NFTs on Polygon. <laughs> okay. Trump did? Yeah. Well, I mean, some <laughs> entity under him. But, yeah, it's Trump-related. And then Didn't um, like know his that. wife made NFTs. And then one of his sons was on, like, BitBoy talking about crypto. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, so they, they all know. Um, and, and so... And then you got like an Andrew Yang from the Ford Party. He's yeah. pro Bitcoin. Pro-Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, he met with Charlie Lee, so he like he's got to be pro Litecoin too, obviously. And then um, oh, you even have the mayor of Miami, uh, Mayor Suarez. Uh, he's pro Bitcoin. And
0: I know the Texas you, Governor uh, Greg Abbott is also yeah, very pro. Yeah, course, yeah. So
1: Abbott, and then like Senator Ted Cruz, those guys are both pro Bitcoin. Um, and then you then you look at. Then you look at like the Libertarian Party, and you have that Joe Jordanson. She's yes. pro Bitcoin, pro Litecoin, pro crypto. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else that's running that's not? I mean,
0: <laughs> that's yeah. It's arrived. You have to wrestle with this. It's it's how do you respond to it, which is important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so I think you know most everyday Americans uh, and people throughout the world they may not really understand this yet because we're in this space and we're I mean always looking at this. Um, like when we have when we have the debates coming up but it could potentially come up. Right. And it's going to be like, what are they going to ask? Like they they might ask like, what's a central bank digital currency, That's what's a your very stance important,
0: Very important question.
1: And they're going to ask, what's your stance? And they're probably, they're going to probably say, we're not, we are not for a central bank digital currency. Okay. Um, and what does that mean? Then we're, we're going to use uh, like a, I'll say public because it's like kind of private, but like money outside of the government, would mean like a Bitcoin, a Litecoin, uh, et cetera. And that can happen very quickly. I mean, we could have a pro Bitcoin president uh, in 2025, like yeah. in office.
0: I mean, as if it was treated as foreign exchange, that would be the first solution. It would be taxless. Yeah. Every yeah. movement would be inconsequential with taxes. Yeah. We don't get t- yeah. taxed on trading yen. Or you on? Yeah. I mean, why are we yeah. taxed on Litecoin and Bitcoin? Personal opinion. Yeah. That would be yeah, a very I, I, bright I day if we see that. Very bright day.
1: Yeah, that—that's what needs to happen. Um, it needs, to, you know, at least the under six hundred dollars or whatever they're trying to push push through. I think Lummis's bill would have that under six hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you made a transaction, it would be non-taxable. Um, you know. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: It would be great. I'm going to move on here. Um, this is going to, we're going to land it with this one, Shan. Okay. It, it, it upsets me because I'm enjoying this and I feel like we could continue. Um, but I'm going to have to end the feed here in a few minutes. Um, but I do thank you for coming on. So let's, let's kind of end with you run, look into Litecoin. um, to a degree you're involved with the light burst. There's, there's ordinals, there's LRC 20 tokens. What's exciting you in the space? What are you doing in the space? And what kind of thoughts do you want to leave us with today?
1: sure you know i I think the most exciting thing is just seeing adoption uh i want to be able to use litecoin as money right um and so that's what i'm most excited about and then the biggest thing is really mweb adoption so mweb is a new feature that was released about a year ago it's only uh available on like litecoin the litecoin core which you got to download your computer most people don't do that Uh, it's not uh, widely uh, available in like mobile wallets or like a ledger or a treasure. Uh, so seeing that tech be rolled out uh, and more widely adopted would be really cool. Uh, and the reason for that is privacy, right? So if you have if, you're, if you have your Litecoin uh, in, using MWeb, uh, the amounts the amount in those wallets is um, private, right So you can't see how much money I have. and that's important for our financial system. Uh, privacy is very important. It's very critical, very important. You can even see like central bank digital currencies that are talking, the EU was talking about, they would, it would have privacy, right? So it's very important that we have privacy with our money. Uh, Litecoin is leading the way with privacy. Uh, You know, other, other like small exciting things, you know, obviously looking to Litecoin is a a good resource. Uh, The reason I created that was uh, there's only like a lot of places that are just Bitcoin only. Nobody really writes about Litecoin. And so there was an opportunity to start publishing uh, Litecoin specific articles. You know, it's just a great way to learn about Litecoin too, right? Uh, I don't know if you've published on there yet, but other, other folks in the community have been, it's like an open, anybody who wants to really publish can publish there.
0: It's terrific. And admittedly, there is more Litecoin uh, current uh, content curated and written on your platform than mine, not to diminish 84 million. We have a place in the world, but but I I love what you're doing and you're putting a lot of content out and um, it's terrific. I recommend everybody look into litecoin.com and look into Litecoin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I, you know, I ran a business for several years, uh, crypto keys. Uh, we we put that on hold actually like a week ago. Um, just the bear market, not a lot of sales. Uh, we have a lot of competition, but it yeah. was it's a really good product. Uh, it's a nice way to back up your uh, private keys with metal. Um, and I still I still use them. They're great.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so. What I'm excited about mainly is your channel. I'm excited to see your podcast take off. I want to see you have more guests uh, in the future. Uh, Yeah, so I thank you for the opportunity and look forward to doing more with you.
0: Well, here, here, we'd love to have you back and appreciate the exhortation. (laughs) You're always an encouragement. Um, So uh, just a reminder to follow Shan at uh, MasterBTCLTC. I believe he has a super subscription option as well. Um, Shan, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we would love to have you back on the show. Um, with that, we'll uh, we'll end it. Just a reminder uh, that this will be available on 84million.com slash podcast. Uh, it's going to be on all your major platforms or streaming platforms, um, Spotify, Apple, etc., um, etc., cetera, et cetera, as well as YouTube. So uh, the resource would be 84million.com slash podcast and subscribe on your fa- favorite uh, uh, platforms there. So with that being said, we're going to leave it at that today. Everybody take care. Happy having day. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks, Kyle. See you.